This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 11. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Hello and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese film Goodfellas one nefarious minute at a time. I am Josh Flanagan and with me is Ron Richards. Hello, Josh. 
and special guests, the godfathers, if you will, of the of the minute format of Star Wars Minute and Alphabetical, Pete the Retailer. Hello. And Alex Robinson. How's it going? Hey, you know. Should I have said something more Italian, Sonic? Should I be like, hey, how you doing? We've, yeah. we've already begun to toe a line of, well, this is sort of offensive <laughs> to do these bad stereotypical reactions. Well, it's, it's nice that I, as the resident Italian, I'm yeah. the one who's deciding what's offensive and what's not. So there, there you go. Yeah, no, but it's great. For our first guests on this new podcast, we, we had to have the guys who created the format that we are very kindly ripping off. I've had I've had several <laughs> conversations with them. Be like, well, what, you know, what if we do this movie or that one? And and like, Goodfellas was really the one that everyone was like, yeah, that someone needs to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it was like, well, can 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 we do that? So before we get into Goodfellas, Pete, Alex, how did you come up with this format? <laughs> uh, well, it was uh, Pete and I. Pete was a guest on a podcast I used to do called Ink Panthers. And uh, since Pete and I, uh, one thing I knew we had in common was Star Wars, I said, hey, because I was wanting to talk about Star Wars, but my uh, former podcasting partner, Mike Dawson, wasn't really into it. So he was out one time, so I brought in Pete as a sub, and we talked about Star Wars, and then, uh, you know, clicked, and then Pete came up with the minute-by-minute, you know, sort of structure to kind of guide, like, as opposed to just us being like, you know who's cool? Bosk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Yes. But, well, there's no denying that, but you need something more like, uh, you know, a, a framework to build on. Well, yeah, right. and, and, and I was actually just talking to Connor the other night, and Connor was saying how watching this minute, minute by minute, is changing the way he looks at the movie. So uh, it's the, the granular, focused approach is uh, really, you know, like it's, it's, it, it uncovers a lot of things you don't notice when you're just watching the movie regularly, right? Yeah, I, I'm worried now, you know, not... Uh not doing the whole movie, just watching, you know, the minutes that uh, we were watching for the, for this episode that now if I go back and watch the movie, I'll, I'll just have that bit where I'll be like, Oh, I'll be like super attuned to this bit. Right. Like, you know, these five minutes that we're going to do. So from and, now uh, on, I assume you can't watch movies regularly anymore. You have to tackle all movies. One minute I think that's Well, no, if I, if I do watch one, like a one minute clip repeatedly, sure. then I'll, I have to go watch the whole thing like that. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, there's five minutes in each of those three Star Wars movies that have uh, <laughs> had that effect for me. No, I, hey, in college, I had to write a paper about the leitmotifs of music in Star Wars. And so I sat down to watch mm. Star Wars, and then the movie finished. I went to write the paper. I'm like, well, I have to watch Empire. And then, well, I have to watch <laughs> Jedi. And then that, now it's, it's six in the morning, and I still haven't written a word. So, yeah, anyway. Well, cool. Excellent. So, uh, so thank you guys for blessing this podcast and coming on the show. We appreciate it. And, and uh, the, our listeners, if you haven't listened to Star Wars Minute, go to StarWarsMinute.com. It's awesome. But do you guys want to want to get into the into the good fellas? Let's do it. All right, we are here sure. for minute eleven. Okay, it starts with respect, <laughs> and it ends with a uh, a tray of sandwich meats and a room <laughs> full of Italians playing poker. There, there's it's eleven minutes into the movie, and I am hungry. There's been yeah. This is the second, not counting the pizza oven. Well, we've had pizza, we've had cold cuts, we've had sausages. Yeah, it's been great. It's a large part of the Italian experience is just, you know, eating with other people around. And and, and meats on plates and on spreads of meats. I mean, I grew up with antipasto and all that sort of stuff. Like, you always had meat everywhere. Yeah. You know, they should should do a screening of Goodfellas and have, like, a six-course meal that, like, corresponds to things they're eating in the movie. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a good idea. I'd eat that. Mm. They just so, bring out whatever. But so this part, they would just bring out like uh, you know Gabagool and uh, <laughs> Mortadelle and stuff like that. Yeah, and a man who'd been charred in a pizza oven. 
Sure. <laughs> Poor mailman. <laughs> so, so yeah, so this minute contains what I believe, Josh, is one of your favorite scenes or moments. Yeah, yeah, no, there's, well, God, they're all. <laughs> well, yes, but. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, I found that even in the 11 minutes that we've done so far, but uh, yeah, this is one that comes up a lot. Um, we'll get to that in just a second. So let's start at the beginning. Um, the cliffhanger. Has... We finished on Friday with a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So we come in on one of those famous freeze frames, and and really one of the most sort of iconic. You know, the world burns behind young Henry as he explodes. Ooh, look at look at the film major. Yeah, a a, mm. uh, a parking lot full of cars. Well, also I was wondering if, because um, you know. Uh... Marty loves his Catholic and Christian imagery. The fact that it freeze frames on like Henry on like a Jesus-y kind of crucifixion pose. Do you think there's anything in that? I certainly don't see, you know, Henry as a uh, as Christ a Jesus. figure. Yeah, as a Christ <laughs> figure. But it is interesting that he froze it right on that thing where he was in the same pose. So, well, th- this was right after Last Temptation of Christ, right? So maybe it was just it was, kind of like yeah, force yeah. of habit left you over. Help it. He's like, okay, Jesus pose, and the guy was now like, what? We're going to be looking for crucifixions all over this movie now. Yeah. I wonder if they use a stuntman for Henry, or if that's actually young Henry. Run, like, just run away from the fire. Just run, run, run. <laughs> well, it's interesting, because if this was now, then it would just be yeah. CGI, and that would be mm-hmm. it. But instead, if somebody I'm, run in front of a big explosion. I'm looking at it, and I'm pretty sure it's the kid. Yeah? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Well, they, they also, I'm sure, do you know tricks with focus to make it yeah, seem like yeah. he's closer to it than he really is. Yeah, uh, the Marty, sure. the Marty focus game. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys already gone into young, young Henry and his back to the actor, actors? Anything yeah. about the, the actor? It's not good. Yeah, we talked, we talked about it a little bit him. Uh, I think it was last week. Yeah, and about how he uh, didn't act after this for like twenty years because he got beat up a lot. <laughs> right. We should try to have him on the show. Yeah. Is is he in New York? Is he local? Oh, I don't know. I think so. Yeah. He must yeah, be, or at least was at one time. Yeah, <laughs> I think at this time he was. And yeah. yeah. Did you guys talk about the fact that he's six foot four now? No. I saw that on a thing and I was like, wow. Later we'll talk about somebody else who's not six <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <four>. yes. <laughs> does he still have does he still have dreamy Ray Liotta eyes? Because <laughs> that was really the main thing about no, he, it. He just borrow each each take, he had to just borrow Ray's eyes and put them in. And then as soon as he was all right, kid, give me the eyes back. I can't see. All I smell is gabagool. <laughs> that was literally the crap service table just looked like that at the beginning yeah. of this. And when we move on, we, we cut to uh, outside of uh, 32nd Street in Astoria, or, or East New York, as it were, Henry's new gangster suit. <laughs> which his yeah. mother does not like at all. No. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> which is odd, because she's Italian. Now, the thing is, is that if the kid's like 14, it looks a little weird. Like, I get it, the, the, the suits and the style and stuff like that, but like for some reason, it does stand out as preposterous. And, kids and, do that. Well, 14 yeah. in the, you know, in the 50s. Yeah. Is this 50s at this point? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's more like, yeah. it's like 27 today. Yeah. Right. Well, do you think it's the suit or is it like what it represents and that he's becoming, like she says, you look like a yeah. gangster. Like, oh, yeah. no, it'd be like him coming home with like a brown shirt on and being like, hey, I joined up with these cool guys. Of, you know, <laughs> They're Italian. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I yeah, just no, wanna, but he, he just brought up Nazism for the first time. <laughs> and, and that real, for me, is a mark of... Uh, oh, interesting. You went, you went Nazi. I went he Mussolini. always goes Nazi. I went Mussolini. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, Thank you for bringing that to my show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a note that Henry's mom is played by Supreme Court Justice Elena Kagan. <laughs> That is uncanny. <laughs> no, no it's, it's Elaine Kagan, actually. I'm sorry. So 
the very first time that we heard the word gangster was way back uh, eight or nine and, minutes ago, and it was a it was a good thing. I always wanted to be a gangster. Here, his mother, all of a sudden, it occurs to her <laughs> that he's been hanging around with these people who are clearly she knows what they are, and they're across the street from her house, and he looks like a gangster. Well, no, but the, but but the thing is, his mother was thrilled he he got the job at the cab stand because they were from the same town as in Sicily. So, so is it only that he looks like a gangster? Yeah. Or is it that he is a gang, or that he's you know on that path? He, it's he, a fine line. It's a fine line of what is acceptable and what is it because it's about appearance versus reality. Yeah. yeah well, right. then there's there's probably also a certain uh, you know there's probably also a certain there's mob guys and then there's like mob guys like assistants and valets and you know you can work right. for the mafia without being in the mafia you right know what so I mean? like so, that's okay as long as i mean because everybody whoa, was whoa, into whoa, it whoa, wait wait hold on hold on i hate oh, to yeah. interrupt but the, there's alex there's no such thing as the mafia oh no i know oh, i you know. Just, yeah. you know i just meant it like in in fiction movies and stuff, hypothetically you know? right yeah okay. it's like within the, the context of this this fictional movie sure it's like, right, exactly. it's like the galactic empire how there's engineers right. and stuff who work for the galactic empire who might not be behind the same policies that the emperors yeah, yeah. look at you you look like a stormtrooper yeah exactly <laughs> you look like a death squad commander <laughs> thanks so yeah, so we get a brief glimpse of Henry's new suit that we never see again in Young Henry. Uh, by mm-hmm. the way, and he he goes immediately back to his street clothes, and then uh, and then we get a shocking scene of a man with a bloody hand running by a bunch of nuns and children. Another great uh, <laughs> Schoonmacher smash cut. Yeah, mm-hmm. gangster. Boom. There's the effect of gangsters right there. Theoretically, well, maybe he just was made industrial accident. Yeah, we never found <laughs> out who this person was and who shot him and why. There was, I mean, you assume that he's part of the crew and he's going back to the home place or whatever, but they never, we never see this guy before or after. Well, that's I, I think he question. just got shot. I think he just got shot. So why would he go there then? <laughs> I don't know. He fell on the steps. So he just <laughs> nearby. Yeah. So we're going to assume he's not part of the crew because if he had been part of the crew, he wouldn't have gone there. He would have known where to go. And theoretically, the guys in the crew would have taken care of one of their own. Right. Uh, yeah. Would they have? Yeah. I mean, that's the point, well, though, right? Unless he was getting ousted, kind of. But then I think they would have done it a lot more <laughs> secretly lightly, and quietly. Like, like, they don't lightly like, injure you. So yeah. yeah so, so the guy, the guy comes screaming, "They shot me! They shot me!" And Henry goes to help him, but like, there's no recognition, and Tootie doesn't go. You know, hey, hey, what are you doing, Steve? Get out of there! Like, yeah. there's no. That's why I don't think he's with them. Steve on the mig, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. You think you think it was just sheer coincidence that a guy got shot and happened to stumble into a mob-run pizza yes. parlor? Yes. I guess it's possible. I mean, because also because then then we see Henry help him, and he and he, he wraps the bloody hand with with the aprons, and then an ambulance comes. Like if it was one of the mob guys, he goes to the back, and they've got a mob doctor who's going to do it. Well, maybe this right. is like this is like what Henry was. Maybe this is the guy who ran the the you know the the cigarette store that they yeah. that you know he was just a, a civilian again who worked for the mob without actually being a mobster. So right. like he just assumed he was protected. So when he got shot, he just he went there. and just started like blabbing about it as opposed to like more right. covert channels. Yeah. Well, or not he, even that. You know, he could just be kind of a uh, you know on the end of a protection thing or something, and he refused to pay and. Uh, you know, some something where he's not going along with it, and uh, yeah. you know, he's an associate, but not at all involved in the in the whole mm-hmm. structure. Well, his civilian status would explain his crybabiness about getting shot. Right. Like, my God, man. You know, like you know, <laughs> man up. You're if you're a mobster, they they're not they're not you know collapsing. You know, in guy pain. his age too would have been in the war. One yeah. of them. He would have been mm. in in World War Two or in Korea. Yeah. 
Not necessarily. I mean, if he could have, uh, he could have flat feet. Might. Oh yeah. Might. Or maybe his maybe his mob connections got him out of serving. Yeah. Yep. Could they do that? Were they that good then? I have to think that then so more so than now. Yeah. Well, there's there's, yeah. you know, there's a rise and fall theoretically. Right. Um, <laughs> so let's let's get to why we all showed up to this scene. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, Wait, you're just, not here for Bleeding Man? <laughs> no, we're here for we're here for Tootie's relative human life value. <laughs> Tootie Cicero values aprons far more than human life. <laughs> and, and you know, he can't have it. I can't have it. I can't, can't have, have it. it. <laughs> no man is worth eight fucking aprons. Right. So. You wasted eight fucking aprons. You're a real jerk. <laughs> okay, and that, so that, which brings us to the fact that that's a pretty low-key insult. Out of all the things that they've said to each other in this movie, he must have a shine on for Henry because he's all he really called them was a real jerk. But but the thing is is that I feel like the juxtaposition between the use of profanity and cursing and saying awful things and then he comes through like the way he says you're a real jerk like it's a dagger like it like he's pissed and he's so pissed he's not cursing. I can see that. Mm. Yeah. I can see that but he's also teaching him. It's like his little brother so he's right. You know, he's holding him back. You're real eight aprons though. Yeah. Now let's talk what do you think the relative value of an apron was? In 1956, well, I mean, let's see how much an apron is now. I mean, in bulk, <laughs> let's say we're buying them maybe two bucks each. And as we'll see in the upcoming some other stuff this week, money doesn't seem to be an issue. Right. So it's really well, more about it's the principle, though. Yeah, but clearly. it's having the aprons. You know, now he's down eight fucking aprons, and what is he gonna? You know, yeah. he's got to put uh, an is order he in. Just wear a dirty yeah. apron for a little while. You can't use those again. No, the blood's not no, coming they, out. They went to the hospital with him, I think. Well, so here's another another thing I've been thinking is that Tootie. <laughs> Tootie. Tootie, Tootie Cicero, brother of Capo. I think he's a Capo. Paulie Cicero. Yeah. Um, yes. Now he is a gangster, and he also runs phone messages for Paulie, in addition and to other stuff that he does. And he runs the pizza place. Does yeah. he like make pizza and deal with like the pizzas? Like books no, and stuff? no. I think he's. I think he's. He's. He's handling the cheese and the the, the deliveries, and he's not yeah. making pizza. He's just running. He's running. Either, the joint. That's a hard job. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. In yeah. addition to his crime. Yeah, work. Hey, listen. The you can never say the Italian Americans weren't enterprising. Sure, they, they they always all these guys are a great example. They got they're spinning plates. They've got projects. They've got they've got various different businesses they're running. They were very busy entrepreneurial type. You uh, guys folk. are going to find that the way that Ron paints <laughs> the Italian American criminal is quite sympathetic. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying they're misunderstood. That's all. Yeah. No. I. Uh, you know. I'm on board with that. The. Uh, <laughs> you know. The. The like. The. The amount of work that uh, they seem to be able to put into not having to do any work. <laughs> I is agree impressive. Yeah. I you know, they like, hustle. They hustle. Work their way up, up and risk their lives in order to get a. a you know. A, a basically a, a, a job. You know. No show job. Yeah, yeah and, and and to like keep all those plates spinning and to keep themselves out of jail, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem worth it. It's not easy. It's not no, easy. Yeah. No, I think. Well, I mean, but 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 that's the thing. It becomes a vicious cycle. I mean, that's the story. That's the story. Like we see it as this whole movie, per, you know, per, proceeds is that they've got you know all these things going on and they're just trying to keep up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but eight aprons. So there you go. Eight. And <laughs> what would have not? What would have not been too many? Four. Four. <laughs> I feel like four. Been... Yeah, yeah. Oh. It depends on how big the packages are. They come in. Like, are they six to a package? Are they eight to a package? Oh right. Yeah. We weren't getting them from China at that time, so they were they were probably cost more per item. 
These are real American-made aprons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Or at least Italian, Sicilian-made aprons. Probably busted unions sewing them. I like that we're focusing on the aprons and not the, I can't have that here, which I feel is the more important note. (laughs) Well, no, here's the question that I have. Can he not have it there because it's, like, messing up his Pizza Man day? No, And it's using up his aprons or or that that is, that's... It's too public. It's too public. You can't have... You can't have a crowd looking at the pizza place, the guy that got shot. You don't want that attention. But we've already right. talked about like, earlier, for example, they shoved a man in that pizza oven. <laughs> and there was, and a, the there boss, was a kid in the joint. There was there a was. little boy. <laughs> and the boss came and watched. <laughs> so I don't feel like that propriety yeah. is really their issue. I think it's just this is a hassle. I don't I don't want to deal with this. Potentially. Mm. I yeah. don't feel like he's, he's worried about the legal repercussions of it. Yeah. Because that guy just came in. That's They can't do anything about that. Yeah. I right. think he's most maybe upset it's, about the aprons. Yeah, or the blood. Like, he didn't want to clean up the right. blood either. Or have somebody clean up the blood. Right? Something yeah. a real jerk would do. Henry, yeah. didn't, Henry didn't bring him in or anything. <laughs> he just refused to turn him away. Right. <laughs> That's what he did wrong. He helped him. <laughs> Can't have that. <laughs> so, uh, an additional note, the song in this scene is uh, an Italian song, Firenze Sonia, by Giuseppe Di Stefano. So there you go, if you're curious what the song is. Apparently, Scorsese was very specific when it came to the music. Have you guys yeah. Oh, yeah. been talking about the music? Yeah, um, we're, we're, highlighting, we're highlighting every song as it, as it emerges and trying to, f- whatever we can find out about it. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, it also apparently had to deal with what was going on somewhat. Like, it had to tie into the scene as well as being period specific, is what I read. You did more research than I did. So good job. I just came across <laughs> it while doing... Research for the song. We get the the beginning of a song at the end of this when we see the lunch meets. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, do, we'll talk about that next episode. Yeah. Okay. I actually I actually have a Connor has provided a fun fact for us for the, for, for next okay. uh, tomorrow's episode. So yeah. Hmm. Just one last thing about the bloody aprons guy. Bleeding man. Our mutual friend Tony Consiglio, who would be a fantastic guest on this podcast, Ooh, yeah, works in a kitchen, and he was witness to a horrible accident where a guy was carrying a tray full of knives and bobbled them and, like, unthinkingly tried to catch the knives with his hand. Oh, dear God. And his hands got, like, sliced up to, like, ribbons. And the guy's like, ah! And, like, everyone's running around helping him and stuff. How many aprons? (laughs) Well, then the funny thing Tony said, six fucking aprons were wasted on that guy. Like, (laughs) he he actually had the presence of mind to quote the scene, you know, because Tony's, like... Vaguely sociopathic, so he doesn't really care that the guy's getting, uh, you know, getting would, hurt. But I don't know how you could not do that. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. it would be going on, and I would be averting my eyes and trying not to vomit, but I would still be like aprons. So, so you'd be, be wait, you'd be like, okay, when should I say it? When should when I say it? When is it lot? okay to do this? Because I don't know how to not do. Am I going to do this? I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the very least you'll, you'll tell uh, your wife when you get home yeah, <laughs> and then I yep. anyway moving on to the next scene so yeah so we, we cut to a spread of meat as Henry is making a sandwich and then he uh, we follow the camera follows him s- somewhat as he walks through the basement casino and uh, a sitting tootie smoking yeah tootie and then he very gallantly delivers the sandwich yeah He's- did you pick up on that he was like sir your sandwich like <laughs> very strange pretty into his yeah. job yeah yeah he's, he's pretty happy about it it goes back to the beginning of the minute you know respect yeah. so he yeah. had to you know yeah yeah it flows upwards yep i'm guessing that that's real good meat oh yeah oh like, yeah oh no no it's better it's, than what you get in like a supermarket or even like a high-end deli at this point that's gonna be good meat there no here's the thing you go when that when that cut starts pause it the italian bread on the left of the frame mm-hmm. yeah why didn't good, they go with that 
That's some good bread. That was, I was that, noticing. Like, yeah, yeah. Instead, he, he was butter. He's putting mustard on like a slice oh, of like rye, rye or something. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, oh, exactly. Come on, yeah. man. What are you yeah. doing in that sandwich? Well, he's half Irish, so you he's know. Not, yeah, that's a yeah. good point. I wasn't gonna. Yeah. Say, I was gonna say that some yeah. of these people, they don't know what they. They're not good. They've got it, but yeah. that's they're animals. Yeah. That half Irish <laughs> side can't taste a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, anybody else have anything else on this minute? Well, I wanted to update the. Uh, I, I'm not sure if you guys are keeping a, a, a count of f bombs because apparently. Oh, that's Connor's job. Since he's not here, you can fill in. So there you go. Okay. So we, we had one here because of the fucking aprons. And it's, yep. um, you know, apparently it's two, uh, around two times a minute. So we're, <laughs> we're below average. <laughs> oh, it's a great This scene. was a genteel minute. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, we're still in the, like, the golden, like, everything's great. Oh, yeah. No, and then when, in tomorrow's episode, the next minute, we, we talk about how glorious of a time it was. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to ruin it. So that will do it for Minute 11. Uh, you can uh, tune in tomorrow for Minute 12. That comes after 11 normally. Until then, check us out at, on Twitter at GoodfellasMin and on Instagram at GoodfellasMinute. And you can find all of our episodes at GoodfellasMinute.com. If you like comic books, make sure to check out our site, iFanboy.com, with our weekly podcast there. Obviously, you want to check out uh, – you want to you tell them about your two podcasts? Yeah, where can they find your guys' stuff? Uh, well, our main uh, main thing is on hiatus right now, which is Star Wars Minute at StarWarsMinute.com. Star Wars Minute. Oh, sorry. There'll, there'll be uh, <laughs> occasional episodes trickling through, but uh, we also do uh, a, an alphabetical trip through the Beatles catalog called Alphabetical, which is at Alphabetical.com. Mm-hmm. Well, very good. So, in the meantime, I am Josh Flanagan. I'm Ron Richards. And we, we never really discussed how we handled guests saying goodbye, so Goodfellas Minute. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Good Goodbye, guests. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is up.